Welcome to Direct Line with Greg Taylor and Stephanie Spangler. Direct Line, religious topics without preaching. Mixing politics and religion and not shying away from controversy. You're not going to find all your answers, but you will always find an opinion. This is Direct Line. And now your hosts, Greg Taylor and Stephanie Spangler. Well, hey, good morning. Welcome to Direct Line. It's the last day of November, and we are minus Stephanie Spangler. She is uh, still uh, spending some time with the grandkids and the kids in Florida. I think she's making her way home today. But we are blessed to have in studio with us. Uh, he is certainly not a newcomer. Terry Goodwin, welcome back. Well, good morning. Thanks for letting me be here this morning. Absolutely. So we're going to take some time during segment two and talk about Dak and your, you know, your role there and what's happening with Dak and about Serve Together and about Celebrate Recovery. But I want to dive in by doing a little recap of Thanksgiving. The yeah. Thanksgiving holiday was last week, and we had the uh, the direct line Thanksgiving show. Had a lot of fun with that. But I, I've said it's my favorite holiday of the year. I think it's a holiday that we don't um, celebrate with passion and priority all of the year. You know, we take time on Turkey Day to be thankful. But I think if you're a Christian, you're called to be thankful every day. Yep. Yep. Do you? Uh, what's your What's your favorite part about the Thanksgiving dinner? You, you brought up turkey. But... Well, you know, we don't do turkey. We, we've kind of moved beyond the turkey thing. So, and I'm not really sure why, but my mom gets an Amish ham every year. Oh. Or my mom's every Thanksgiving, and it's some of the best. Uh, meat you will ever dive into i love it so much and then my mother-in-law kind of changed things up this year we were there on friday we had lasagna and i gotta tell you that's a pretty good uh deviation from from the turkey but but i do love the turkey now i know you smoked a turkey is that right uh actually i did not smoke it rick lighting smoked it for me usually i do but this year i was blessed with the opportunity to have a a turkey from rick lighting and it was smoked it was great we enjoyed it and uh, I didn't have to stand outside for hours. And so when you uh, get that smoked turkey from Rick Lighting, is it just basically crank it in the oven? Uh, yeah, it was okay. basically heat it back up, get okay. it back up to temperature, and okay. you're good to go. Okay. So it was moist. Yeah. It was brown sugar something. Yeah. It was good. You, you know, I got to tell you, we had the Celebrate Recovery Thanksgiving meal, and our guy Tom... Yeah. Yeah. created some pretty awesome ham and turkey yep. and everybody uh, loved that yeah that was a great night and it was awesome and I, I don't know i didn't count but i mean the the commons were full oh, a, lot a lot of people yep. you know yep. and so but I, I do think that that's a huge staple of our christian journey it's really easy to be cup half empty right. christians and i think it's just a reminder man god has been so good to us and even even in the midst of disappointments and even in the midst of hard diagnoses that Mm -hmm. I know a lot of people are facing right now. We have so much to be thankful for. And I think it's the perfect segue into the season of Advent, which begins this Sunday. This Sunday is going to be the first Sunday of Advent and just anticipating with Christmas Eve on a Sunday this year. It's kind of a little different for a lot of us, but uh, really excited to to be able to enter into this time of anticipation. So Um, was blessed to be able to worship with you guys on the Wednesday before Thanksgiving at right. Crossroads. Yeah, that was great to see I, you I there. thought that was wonderful. You and the family. I did. Um, uh, yeah, it was uh, Jordan and Jacob, my daughter and son-in-law, and our little guy, Janner. And that's right. And he, uh, he was great, slept through the whole thing. And <laughs> we had to do a quick exit because he was past feeding time oh. and was starting to stir. So we needed to... Uh, 
to get on the road. But I'm very, very thankful that Crossroads had that Thanksgiving yeah. Eve service and blessed by the words of Miles. Uh, yep. all, always has good words and the opportunity to worship. Hey, um, I want to talk a little bit about Christmas and about Advent, the season of Advent. Advent, of course, is the anticipation of Emmanuel, God with us. And I've got an article that I sent you that really jumped out at me. This is from Christianity Today, and it says Christmas celebrations canceled in Bethlehem and Jerusalem and Jordan. And I'm sure everybody listening to to this show this morning realizes the war that's going on in Gaza and kind of the upside down reality of the Middle East. But Terry, man, it was just a year and a half ago that I was in Bethlehem at the Church of the Nativity and in Jerusalem in the Holy City. And um, the, the term that I would use to describe the experience, very spiritual, but just bustling full of people. I mean, mm-hmm. just think of going to the mall back in the day when malls were a thing. Right. And it's, you know, the day before Christmas, just almost shoulder to shoulder. That that was the experience in Bethlehem. That was the experience in Jerusalem. And yet this year, that's not happening. There's nothing know? going on. And um, of all places to not have that celebration, it's heartbreaking right. to think nothing in Bethlehem, nothing in Jerusalem. What did you take away from this, well, this the article? The big thing for me was at first I was kind of annoyed to think of no public celebration of Christmas, but I try not to cast judgment before I really get right. into it. And I realized that it's only about public displays because there's yeah. people dying right? and there's, right. there's war happening. And the thought of having celebrations amidst that is really hard, even when we're talking about our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Right. But, uh, one of the, one of the big things that stood out to me and one of the things I wanted to ask you about, yeah. uh, yeah. is in this article, it says there, it was cited by a widely shared video of a Tennessee pastor named yeah. Greg Locke. Yeah, he's a piece of work. That, yeah. uh, that had some things to say about Israel, uh, calling Israel to turn Gaza into a parking lot. What did you think of that? I thought what he had to say was as ridiculous as you will ever hear from a pastor. And I would use that term lightly in, in describing him. I understand, yeah. And, um, you know, if you keep reading, I mean, he wants Israel to blow up the Dome of the Rock in right, the Holy City, right. which is considered the third holiest spot in, in the world right. in Islam. Um, I've been there. And it just goes to show that you can be around Jesus, you can be around the Christian faith, and not really embody the heart of Jesus. Right. Know, I can't ever imagine Jesus saying, let's turn Gaza into a parking lot, right. or let's blow up a, a, a Muslim place of worship. You know, right. Jesus is the Prince of Peace. And, right. you know, Jesus didn't come to take sides. Jesus came to take over, you know. And yeah, you know, it's interesting. As as we read through that article, there's a, there's a part that talks about uh, how Muslims and Christians used to come out and celebrate weddings together yeah. even. Yeah. And and now none of them go out to yeah. celebrate weddings because it's yeah. not appropriate at this time. So, yeah. But I, but I think it's important to note that they both came out. Right. They they weren't always at arms with one another. There right. there was an understanding that they have different beliefs and there was respect. Yeah. And so many places in the world, I think that's it's easy for us from the United States to cast judgment Absolutely. on them because of the way the actions yeah. are happening. Yeah. But amidst the amidst it here, we're dealing with the same thing. Yeah. We oh. have the same division. Absolutely. We have the same bickering because we can always find somebody like this. Uh, yeah. guy in Tennessee that wants to say what we want yeah. to hear. And it's just as evil as what I hear from the Hamas spokesman. Right. Let's say we want to do this six or seven more times. Right. I mean, 
Jesus, I believe, is the Prince of Peace, you right. know? And, Absolutely. And, and I believe that, you know, he's the way, the truth, and the life, and that no one comes to the Father except yep. through him. But that was never the way of Jesus. Let's let's make a, you know, a strip of highly populated, densely populated Palestinians a parking lot, you know? Right. And here's the really sad thing that a lot of people don't realize. There are Palestinian Christians that live in places like Gaza or places mm-hmm. like Bethlehem. Bethlehem's in Palestinian territory. And Terry, they catch it on both sides. I mean, right. they, they really have challenges that we just can't even fathom. So my prayer this Christmas is that peace will endure, that the Prince of Peace will reign in the hearts of men and women and countries and leaders. Um, It's sad. It's heartbreaking. But I'll tell you, the world that Jesus was born into was sad and was heartbreaking. And guys like Herod and Pilate Mm -hmm. and Caesar Augustus, they're footnotes in history. And Jesus is the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. I'm preaching, so we need to go to break. (laughs) When we come back, I want to hear about the world of Terry Goodwin and Dak and Serve Together and Celebrate Recovery. It's direct line. It's the last day of November. Greg and Terry, and we'll be right back after this. Lakewood Insurance Agency can fulfill your farm and business insurance needs. As a result of our expertise in the insurance industry, we carefully examine your current coverages and recommend options best for your operation. Whether we insure you domestically or directly with Lloyds of London, Lakewood has the experience to provide the best insurance for you. Service is most important in our agency. Bill and Mary Lou Knight and Justin Silver have your best interests at heart. Find Lakewood Insurance Agency on Facebook or call 217 217- Two six zero five six four seven. You want to be confident that your investments are working for you. Wouldn't it be nice to know that you don't have to go far for the guidance to help make that happen? Dean Crandall works right here in Danville at Morgan Stanley's local office. As your financial advisor, Dean can help create a wealth plan and help you manage your investments. And he can help you work towards a comfortable retirement too. To make an appointment with Dean Crandall, call 217-477-0025. Morgan Stanley Smith Marty LLC, member SIPC. Introducing Aunt B. She is Sunset's new comfort dog. Not only will she comfort our guests, but she will also answer questions regarding youth and funerals. I'm Judy Fraser. I would suggest that you email Aunt B today. Did you know that by planning your funeral or cremation ahead of time, you can lock in today's prices and make affordable monthly payments? I'm Judy Fraser, and if pre-planning is on your mind, I would suggest that you make just one phone call, Sunset Funeral Homes and Cremation Centers. You're listening to Direct Line on 1490 WDAN. Well, welcome back to Direct Line. It is Greg and Terry. It's Thursday, November 30. Steph is not with us, but she'll be back in studio next week. And I'm sure she will be glowing with all this grandchild time. And can I tell you, grandchildren... It's the ultimate game changer. I've only got one, yeah, but um, I wouldn't know. But uh, yeah, I'm sure it's great. Well, I'll just tell you, I've been to Kansas City eight times in eleven months. <laughs> so draw your own conclusions. There you go. Hey, you have been serving for almost two years now at Danville Area That's Community right. College. What's new at DAC, and what's new in your world at DAC? Man, things are going amazing at DAC. The uh, the opportunities for the community continue to expand because of the partnership with DAC. And uh, out there, one of the big things to recognize right now is that we're wrapping up the, the first semester. Uh, we've got one more week of classes and then finals. Our College Express classes, which all of our high school students are in, are, are wrapping up this next week. Yeah. Uh, there's just been a lot, a lot of success. That's and great. The, the opportunities for 
for people who are struggling to find work and things like that yeah. are, are huge right now because we've been able to obtain grants and different things to allow them to come in and, and seek their high school diploma or yeah. seek a, a credentials so that they can get in the union and get a job or whatever yeah. they're looking for. How much of an obstacle is high school diploma? How much of an obstacle is that in our world today? Would it's, you say? it's a big one, especially okay. especially during these, and I hate to keep referring back to it, these post-COVID times. Right, we've right. got so many students that fell so far behind. Right. That, uh, the, We're still facing it. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Graduating from high school is just a huge obstacle. Yeah. So some of them are coming and being a part of our middle college program, which we've talked about before. Some of them end up dropping out, and they end up in our GED program. But some of them were in our GED classes before COVID. Okay. Uh, I talked to a young lady yesterday that was in my class when I was teaching back before COVID. And she came back yesterday to get started again because she had a child during COVID and yeah. life has changed. But she's like, it's it's time. I've got to get back to it. And yeah. this this period of time was like almost an abyss that that we lost this period of time for people to continue moving forwards. Yeah. But I think we're seeing that in, in many areas, not just the high school diploma. There's tons of people coming back and there's tons of opportunity to improve yourself for the future. So one of the things that I've always just thought of when I thought of community college mm -hmm. is it's your typical 18, 19 year olds that are getting their two year degree and then they're going to go on to a four year school and finish. And, and you have that definitely, right, right. but you have much more than that. Right. I, I will say this before, before those COVID times, our average age of student was actually older Wow. at, at Dan Valeri community college. Okay. But now since then it's dropped rapidly because I think it changed our perspective and allowed students to see, Hey, I can go in and I can get my associates. I can get my certificate. I can Right. work on these things right away right and we're having more dual credit opportunities for students to to achieve goals in high school even. right right uh, I, I believe there was seven students last year that graduated with their high school diploma and an associates at the same time wow and this year i believe there's supposed to be even more man that's great uh, because the schools are buying in and they're recognizing this is an opportunity for your students who are excelling yeah to not just focus on one thing but take their next step because these may be students that are going to go on and get a, a bachelor's or a, or a master's or even a doctorate right and if we can get them a head start at a young age i love it and uh and at a lower cost oh that yeah helps them in a big big way so do most of your students enroll in the fall or not necessarily are they enrolling in the spring yeah it's a okay. mixture of both it's depending on life circumstances and that's why we do enrollment for the yep. spring semester yeah we have a lot of new students that come in i would say the bulk come in in the fall yeah but uh one of the things is like we have a GED graduation coming up next week. Okay. Uh, we, we have 30 students who already this semester have got their high school diploma and they're ready to move on. Yeah. So we're doing a graduation and then in January they can start college classes. Wow. So that's the big thing about the, the mid, the mid year thing is people can jump in and not wait six to eight months yeah. to move on to their next step. How hard is it to become a student at DAC? What, how challenging is the enrollment process? We try to make it as easy as possible. I'm sure there's uh, people who have had tough experiences over the years, okay. just like anywhere, coming yeah. in and trying to figure things out. But we, we're trying to streamline it. We've made it to where they can apply online. Okay. okay. They can go to DAC.edu, fill out the registration form, and then start the, the process. The big thing is financial aid for right. students. Right. We want every student to be able to get financial aid. So 
filling out their FAFSA is important. Right. Uh, which actually tomorrow, I believe, the FAFSA opens for the next year. Right, right. So they change the date on that and everything. The other thing is DAC has the foundation, and yeah. it's, a, it's a separate part of the community, and people can donate to the foundation. Right. Uh, this past year, they gave over a million dollars to students. Man, DAC. that's great. Yeah. It's, that's a, great. it's an exciting thing, and every student that applied and filled out the paperwork got a scholarship. Yeah. Uh, so it's one of those, if you don't fill it out, you're basically giving away money. Right. Absolutely. So, so someone wants to get rolling, you said just go to DAC.edu. Yeah, go to get DAC.edu, that. fill yeah. it out, or, or just call out to DAC. We'd love to just yeah. talk you through it and walk you through the process. Okay. Two more things, and we're going to go to break. Talk about Serve Together. What's yeah. new with Serve Together? So Serve Together, uh, Vermilion County is doing great. Uh, right now, we're doing something called Serve Together Mission Christmas. Okay. Uh, collecting items at many different churches uh, and different organizations in the area to provide gifts for uh, the homeless population here in Vermilion County that are yeah. staying at Cross Point at the Y or Dayspring or the or Vermilion County Community Restoration, right. which we're going to talk to in a few minutes. Yep. Yep. Um, but make, making sure those people and kids that are involved there are getting something for Christmas because right. we know that during these tough times, there's challenges for them. And as a community, we can come together and serve them yeah. in this way. Uh, we're still doing projects. We just did a project for Serve Together down in Georgetown. Uh, Mike Cundiff led that project wow. for us, did an awesome job, yeah. brought some guys together to serve and redo some <laughs> Some uh, uh, a building yeah. to to shore it up, and uh, we're working on some other projects uh, that are a little more challenging, but yeah. we're uh, organizing some vol volunteers to get involved in those in the coming new year. And so I know that Serve Together began as a one day a yeah. year serve bonanza, I yep. guess you would call it, yep. and and you're still going to do that. Yep, June eighth of 2024. Save the date, yeah. Yep. But beyond that, you're saying we want to help people throughout the year, right? Right. Yeah. We we have it organized now to where we can actually do projects throughout the year. Uh, we if people fill out the the form at servetogethervc.com, yeah. There's a project request form. If you fill that out, we evaluate the form. We decide if it's a project we can do now in the yeah. future. If it's viable for us to do it or not, yeah. And uh, we can make decisions all throughout the year. But yeah, come June eighth, we're going to have another big day of serving. Last year, yeah. 333 people were volunteering that day. That's awesome. And it's a, a great opportunity for people to get involved. I know that you mentioned Mike Cundiff. Um, another thing that you guys are always looking for are that able-bodied men and women that can jump in and actually yeah. do the serving. Yeah, so absolutely. someone's listening. They've never been a part of a team. They've never been a part of serving, but that sounds really good to them. What's their best yeah. option? Go to servetogethervc.com. Okay. Uh, the, that's our website, and there's okay. a link there. You can uh, sign up. You can email uh, my wife. Wife is actually the executive director, Molly okay. Goodwin. Okay. And uh, serve together at yahoo.com. Send her an email. She'd love to get you set up. That's awesome. Uh, it's a great opportunity this uh, in October. Just, just to show the differences in projects, in October, um, uh, Greenwood, Inc. actually organized workers to come out and volunteer for us in Westville to clean up the park after their celebrations. That's cool. So uh, we had everything set up down there. They brought a van load of, of workers down and, and did that. It's a great way for them to be involved in the community, and we just did the organizational side for them. Yeah. So it, it can look different for every group or organization, but we want to provide opportunities for people to serve and make an impact. I love it. Last thing, Celebrate Recovery. You're our Celebrate Recovery yeah. minister part-time at Second Church.
Church. You're full-time at DAC. Yeah. Uh, give us a quick Celebrate Recovery update. I'll tell you, Celebrate Recovery, I'm just going to focus on this week. This past Tuesday was one of my favorite Celebrate Recoveries I think we've ever had. Yeah. Uh, Pastor Courtney Watson from Philadelphia Missionary Baptist Church yeah. uh, spoke. He also works at KDBA. Yeah. Uh, but he uh, he shared the message and called people to take action wow. and uh, to trust, trust in Jesus and let him lead. Yeah. And uh, the response in our groups was emotional and and people were were really desiring to make change. We had several newcomers come out yeah. for the first time. Yeah. And it's just a great opportunity. If you have not checked out Celebrate Recovery, yeah. I would encourage you just to, just come out and check it out. Yeah. Tuesdays at 6, 6 p.m. I can tell you anybody with a hurt habit or hang up, yeah. which qualifies all of us. Right, right. Would right. would benefit from Celebrate Recovery. Man, I agree 100%. One of the things I love about our county and our city is that there are actually four faith-based recovery programs yeah. on the five nights of, of the week. The mm-hmm. Assembly of God has one on Monday, CR at Second Church on Tuesday, CR at Living Water Apostolic yep. on Thursday, and then Grace Community hosts Rescue Us on Absolutely. Friday. And I think they're all awesome. Obviously, I'm all in right, on Tuesdays right. at Second. Yep. But I just think that with the struggle to overcome hurts and hangups and habits, addiction, whatever it may be, more is always better. You Absolutely. Know? But I love the work that you're doing, that Sally Brash is doing, yeah. that so many are doing. So thanks for your uh, hard work on that. Yeah. All right. yeah, I appreciate it. Well, hey, let's go to break. Go to break, and when we come back, we're going to visit with uh, Sandy Duncan and Felix Velasquez from Vermilion County Restoration Ministries. You're listening to Direct Line. It is Thursday, November 30, and we'll be right back after this. Robinson Chiropractic wants you to know that you're never too young or old to benefit from chiropractic care. Robinson Chiropractic can help increase your mobility and range of motion. Plus, regular alignments just make you feel better. Come get acquainted today. Robinson Chiropractic is located at the corner of Vermillion and Poland Road in Danville, also in Hoopston, Westville, and Watsika. Make an appointment today at robchiro.com. That's R-O-B-C-H-I-R-O.com. You know it's easy to make promises. The hard thing is keeping them. Sunset promises to carry your load at a most difficult time. To the communities they serve, they promise to be there for your children, your churches, and your organizations. Sunset promises to help our veterans. They will support them with the same level of commitment these veterans had as soldiers defending our freedom. I'm Judy Fraser, and if you're looking for a family that keeps their promises, I would suggest you make just one phone call. Sunset Funeral Homes and Cremation Centers. Hans Tankwash is proud to support the Women's Care Clinic. Here now from Casey Griffiths from the Women's Care Clinic. Women's Care Clinic in Danville provides the love and support every woman deserves during pregnancy. All our services are free. Free pregnancy tests, free ultrasounds for pregnancy confirmation, and even free consultations with medical professionals. And that's not all. We offer parenting education, mentoring for moms and dads, and help with adoption planning. We also work closely with many community agencies for all the support our families need. More than anything, Women's Care Clinic offers hope, compassion, and care to our clients of every age and background. We'd love to have you join us. To learn more, volunteer, or make a gift, visit danvillewcc.org or call 217-431-0987. Women's Care Clinic in Danville, changing lives one decision at a time. You're listening to Direct Line on 1490 WDAN. 
Well, welcome back to Direct Line. It's Thursday, November 30. It's Greg Taylor and Terry Goodwin. Stephanie is uh, on her way home from Florida, so we'll be able to catch up with her next week and learn all about her Thanksgiving uh, festivities with her kids and grandkids. But we are blessed right now to have in studio with us Sandy Duncan from Vermilion Community Restoration. Did I say that right? You did. All right. All right. Thank you. So, Sandy, um, obviously there's been a rebrand. So I think of this ministry as the Danville Rescue Mission and Dayspring and the thrift store, but you've you've brought it all under kind of one umbrella. So tell us about that process. Uh, yeah, the the idea behind the process was to help the community understand first that all these elements are part of one organization. Right. Uh, this organization has been around for over 40 years. Wow. And much of the community did not understand that it was more than the men's, that the day spring was also part of it or the thrift store. Right. Uh, so this rebranding gives us an opportunity to help the community see that. Yeah. Uh, we've also established a, a, a website. Uh, okay. VCRrocks.org. And the goal was to, again, uh, give it one place. Uh, that's VCR Rocks, okay. R-O-C-K-S. Okay. Two R's. Yep. Dot yep. O-R-G. O-R-G. Okay, great. Yeah. So on that website's going to uh, help the community see now that uh, all the different elements, the, yeah. the men's, the women's, uh, and also we're working on a partner's page because yeah. the this uh, organization's always worked with other resources in the community, mm-hmm. yeah. uh, like the Dwelling Place, yeah. Love, Inc., Peer yeah. Court. Yeah. Um, we just feel like uh, we are so blessed with what we have. Right. Uh, we want to make sure the community sees that we, we are part of the community. We're trying to share yeah. uh, as a whole. I love it. So there's really four elements. There's the men's shelter. There's the women's shelter. There's the soup kitchen. And there's the thrift store. That's Let's correct. start by talking about homelessness. How big of a problem oh, is homelessness wow. in Vermilion County? Mm. Homelessness is such a big issue, and it's changed uh, one of the things we've realized is it's not the same as what it used to be. Okay. Um, it now encompasses much more mental illness, right. depression, right. Uh, and also much more into drugs. Mm-hmm. Lots. Okay. Uh, uh, that's a big factor. Okay. Yeah. One of the challenges I think, Sandy, is that when when we have people facing many of these challenges of mental illness or drug addiction, is trying to house them trying to house them, right. whether it's at the men's shelter or the women's shelter or somewhere else in the community, because sometimes there's other challenges that go along with it, with with detoxing or or medication that's not correct right. and things like that. And so how do you guys handle situations like that? I, I know you're not able to house everyone. Yeah, that's true. And uh, first of all, we are a ministry. Right. And our uh, ministry is about... Uh, no no drugs we are a zero tolerance right drugs alcohol uh our goal we have a discipleship program in order Mm -hmm. to try to help yeah uh so right now what we're seeing is we've got people coming in and there is an issue with a drug and so our goal is really to reach out to the community and say hey uh, we see this problem we're not just wanting to turn them out on the street mm-hmm. right we're really trying to help them get connected somewhere to help them yeah yeah so uh it, and and it can be the drugs our veterans yeah. uh, mm-hmm. veterans are a big issue right now too uh, it used to be that the veterans came to the va and they were uh sometimes housed at the mission at right. the old right. mission right uh but now so much of it's online 
They mm-hmm. don't need that place. But what they have now instead is they have a homelessness director oh, because there's yep. so many veterans that are homeless. Yeah. Yep. So it's another way that we're trying to figure out how we can be in part of that yeah. uh, as a temporary to just until they can find a permanent home. Yeah. Tell me about the soup kitchen. Talk about that. Soup kitchen. The kitchen's been there since the beginning hmm. because it's in the it, it's an old school, fair yeah. child yeah. school. Yeah. Yeah. And it's been there since the beginning. We serve uh, over 400 meals a week. Okay. We feed the residents there at the men's shelter three meals a day. Okay. And then we open to the public for uh, lunch and supper Monday through Saturday. Wow. And then on Sunday, we have one meal. Or yeah. if it's a holiday, it's only one meal. Yeah. So, But we, we draw from two different food banks, Eastern okay. Illinois Food Bank and Midwest uh, in Normal, Illinois. They're wonderful, aren't they? Midwest Food Bank, yeah. It is great, and it's worth the drive. Start Started mm-hmm. by a couple brothers um, that yeah. just loved Jesus and wanted to help people. And I, I hear about Midwest Food Bank everywhere I go. That's how many lives they're touching. Yeah. yeah and great. all that is for free. Yeah, I, mean, I know. I know. Yeah. And so it's definitely worth the drive. You couldn't have the soup kitchen without the food banks, probably. That is correct. Yeah. I mean, that, the, that makes such an impact. It is such an impact. And then, but you'd be amazed at the community that also contributes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Watchfire just did a, a drive and we received over 500 non-perishables wow. from wow. that drive. It is amazing. And we got people coming, nine turkeys from Owens Corning. Yeah. Our, our freezers are pretty full for the That's moment. That's great though. That's it is. wonderful. Wonderful. It is. And so there, if I'm in town and I'm hungry, you're saying yes. I can eat. Did you say Absolutely. twice a day? Monday twice through, a day. Monday through Saturday? 1230 and 5.30 okay. for anybody outside. Man, that's great. Yeah. Especially during cold weather like yeah. this. That's yeah. so key to be able to come in, get warm, yeah. get some food. Yeah. Because uh, I know there's a lot of challenges with with heat during yeah. these cold temperatures. Right. So I know my first year in Danville in 2019, um, I spent Christmas with you Yeah, at the then Danville Rescue yeah. Mission. And yeah. I think it was 3 o'clock in the afternoon yep. or something like that. But it was amazing to me how many people were there. Right. You know, right. you had a full, I think it's and the I, gym floor. I mean, it was full. I think know? one of the things that's key for people to understand, too, is that it's not just for homeless people. That's like right. If you're struggling with food or, or struggling just a day that you're like, I don't know what to do. Come eat. Come yeah. eat. 12, yeah. 30, 5, 30. There's no judgment. That's great. Just come in. Yeah. In fact, I mean, I've had the opportunity to actually cook in yeah. the kitchen a yeah. couple of times. That's awesome. But I yeah. met uh, a lot of the, the regulars that are coming in, and I can tell you they're not homeless. Right. Right. But right. but they are in need of food. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's like if if a guy or a gal gets moved into their own place from the shelters, right. that doesn't mean they're going to have all the money in the world. Right. Right. There's no. still going to be challenges. Right. And that consistency of a place to get a meal is important as they move into yeah. their own place. Yeah. Well, with the uh, with the economy and with how prices went up on groceries, yeah. it makes it hard for a lot of people right. to have yeah. enough. So we talked about homelessness. We talked about the soup kitchen. Talk a little bit about the thrift store. The thrift store is uh, also run on donations. Okay. Uh, mm-hmm. We receive donations and then we resell at a very minimal price. But also we have and give away to anyone who's staying in the shelters. So the men, the women that need clothing, mm-hmm. as well as those that come by that are on the street. Uh, we make sure they have coats 
coats, shoes. Yeah, right. uh, we do, but but it's all given away. Yeah. Uh, I had a, a young couple just stop by uh, yesterday or so, and they said, uh, "We've got all these really nice clothes, and we don't want them to be resold." Huh. And and it's like, yeah, yeah, we get that. And so I wanted them to understand we we truly are, you know, we we trust God is providing all we mm-hmm. need. Absolutely. And so we're not in it to make money. Right. Right. What it does we truly will support we have children at the women's place. Yeah. And uh yeah. so we make sure that those clothes are given away. Yeah. If for who's in they need. They have a need, right. That's right. But I love the concept of a thrift store because I think it's a win-win. Absolutely. You know, my daughter just cleaned out my wife's closet. Yeah. So I got a whole bunch of clothes that's coming Wonderful. your way from my wife. We'll you take know? A... And I mean, some of them are clothes she hasn't worn in a couple of years. That's sure. the sad thing about Americans is we are so blessed sometimes we don't even realize. We you know don't what I'm saying? realize it. But those clothes, I hope they can generate income. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Yes. And then you guys can use that income to make a difference in the fight against homelessness and yep. hunger. Yes. And- I love it. And the fact is, we we don't get any government support. Yeah, right. we yeah. our our yeah. money comes strictly from the thrift store. Yeah, and then also from a newsletter that we send out once a month to about mm-hmm. eight hundred and fifty people. Yeah, which we're wanting to expand. Yeah, and even in that letter, that is a plea or a request for to help with meals and stuff. But it's really a ask for twenty dollars to a hundred dollars. But yeah. that all adds up. Oh yeah. So when you start getting multiple people of the little yeah. that that's what helps us but that's the only funding we have yeah yeah and we can we can work on getting grants and a lot of times grants are more about like the brick and mortar right, right, right. and things specific no, needs specific right, right, right. but the day-to-day paying the power bills paying yeah. the staff yeah things like that that those are the two sources so I think this ministry is one of the most important ministries in our community and I'm just curious how would you describe your church financial support Strong or oh. needs to be stronger or both? Maybe I don't know. What would you say? Uh, we are very well supported by the churches. Okay, but okay, you know it's it's as in any not for profit, it's yeah. never enough. Right, right, right. Uh, it's right. always that struggle to uh, keep them in the loop to what the need is. Yeah, yeah. And so we can always use more support. Uh, I can tell you, Indianola, uh, yeah. Indianola, a little bitty church, they yeah. do a, um, a chili supper and an auction every year. Uh, and in this little community, they send us over $2,000. And so it was just an intentional effort. So all that adds up. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Now I saw on Facebook that one of our rooted groups at Second Church, I think, helped do a meal. Is that right? They did. So you accept groups to come in and help with a meal, right? Absolutely. In our kitchen, really, our goal is that we would get more churches connected to come serve the evening meal. Yeah. You can either bring the food or just bring yourself because, again, we're a ministry. Right. And we want the churches to share in Mm -hmm. that. We want those individuals to see that there are other churches that they could be part of. Yeah. What's the best way for a church or a small group or a Sunday school class to get connected either with maybe an end of the year gift or they want to start monthly giving or they just, like you said, want to come and serve a meal? What should they do? Oh, well, they can they can just send it to us if they want to give a gift. Okay. Uh, they can send it to uh, 14, or P.O. Box 1485, okay. Danville, okay. just to the VCR. Okay. Uh, if they want to bring an, themselves in yeah. and share, then uh, they can call us at uh, 217-274-7124. Okay. And that's 
that's our administrative office. Mm-hmm. Okay. And we'll get them they can connected. They talk to somebody there. Yeah. Yep. They can talk to somebody there and we'll get them connected so that they and get them set up. Yeah. Well, it's a great ministry and we, we recognize the impact that it's made. I, I see people on a regular basis that years ago were in the mission and now are, are finding themselves in a home, married, maybe have a family working and being successful and you would never know what situation they were in. And that's the thing I want to encourage anybody that finds themselves in that situation is Vermilion Community Restoration is not there to judge you. They're there to help you and help you see the possibilities for the future. And, uh, and I, I love what you're doing and I just ask you to keep doing it, Sandy. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Appreciate your support. Appreciate letting us come in here and yeah. and and just have a little yeah. voice. Anything else you want to highlight today, or did we hit most of it? I think we did really well to hit all of it. I, other than, our mission statement is does say that our goal is to restore uh, them to their families uh, to get mm-hmm. help them be employed, live productive lives. So yeah. we we are a ministry, and uh, we we just want to help. So. Um, one of the scriptures that just comes to mind anytime I think of VCR and the great work that you guys are doing is Matthew 25, probably not a surprise. And, you know, the sheep and the goats. And I want to just read part of it um, on this last Thursday in November. This is Matthew chapter 25, beginning with verse 34. Then the king will say to those on the right, come, you who are blessed by my father, take your inheritance for the kingdom prepared for you since the creation of the world. For I was hungry and you gave me something to eat. I was thirsty and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger and you invited me in. I needed clothes and you clothed me. I was sick. You looked after me. I was in prison. You came to visit me. And the righteous will answer, Lord, when do we see you hungry and feed you or thirsty and give you something to drink? When do we see a stranger and invite you in needing clothes and clothe you? When do we see you sick or in prison? And the king will reply, truly, I tell you, whatever you did for one of the least of these, my brothers and sisters, you did it for me. Amen. And that is why we have ministries like this, mm-hmm. you know, Absolutely. it warms the heart of God. So yes, Sandy, thanks for all you do. Thank you, Greg. And thanks, thanks for, for taking me. time. Yeah. And we're going to go to break. You're listening to direct line. It's Thursday, November 30. And we'll be right back after this. Robinson chiropractic wants you to know that you're never too young or old to benefit from chiropractic care. Robinson chiropractic can help increase your mobility and range of motion. Plus regular alignments just make you feel better. Come get acquainted today. Robinson Chiropractic is located at the corner of Vermillion and Poland Road in Danville, also in Hoopston, Westville, and Watsika. Make an appointment today at robchiro.com. That's R-O-B-C-H-I-R-O.com. Lakewood Insurance Agency can fulfill your farm and business insurance needs. As a result of our expertise in the insurance industry, we carefully examine your current coverages and recommend options best for your operation. Whether we insure you domestically or directly with Lloyds of London, Lakewood has the experience to provide the best insurance for you. Service is most important in our agency. Bill and Mary Lou Knight and Justin Silver have your best interests at heart. Find Lakewood Insurance Agency on Facebook or call 217-260-5647. You want to be confident that your investments are working for you. Wouldn't it be nice to know that you don't have to go far for the guidance to help make that happen? Dean Crandall works right here in Danville at Morgan Stanley's local office. As your financial advisor, Dean can help create a wealth plan and help you manage your investments. And he can help you work towards a comfortable retirement too. To make an appointment with Dean Crandall, call 217 477-0025 Morgan Stanley Smith Marty LLC member SIPC You're listening to Direct Line on 1490 WDAN 
Well, welcome back to Direct Line. It is Thursday, November 30. It is Greg and Terry. Terry, what a great interview with Sandy Duncan from Vermilion Community Restoration. Yeah, and I, I think it's important to note that they're not an isolated ministry. They're they're working with other organizations in the community. Uh, at Serve Together, we've been working with them for years, and yeah. we, we see the need for, for all these groups to be working together and communicating. There was recently a, a homelessness uh, luncheon that was hosted by Serve Together and the Vermilion Community Restoration was a part of that. It was an opportunity for all the different organizations to explain what they do to each other and to find out ways they could support one another. And uh, I heard things from her conversation today that clearly that's starting to happen in our community, which is great. Well, I love that so much. Um, Hey, did you know words matter? Yes, they do. It matters what comes out of our mouth. And as guys that preach, sometimes we've learned the hard way that words matter. Well, something uh, caught my eye, and in full disclosure, I'm rereading a book that I read a couple years ago, just about 100 years of conservatism and how how that's played out, and kind of the highlight of that book would be Ronald Reagan. A lot of people really right. look on him favorably. Well, um, the education secretary had a snafu this week. He was talking about helping those who were in need, Education Secretary Miguel Cordona. And here's the quote. He goes, as I think it was President Reagan that said, we're from the government, we're here to help. And he was at a meeting of governors in Wyoming. Well, that's not exactly what President Reagan said. Back in the day, President Reagan said this, the nine most terrifying words in the English language are, I'm from the government and I'm here to help. Basically making the case that government needs to get out of the way, let people do their thing. So here's my question. Is this a case where the education secretary was just uneducated, just didn't realize? Or do you think that this was actually possibly, you know, a a move on his part to try to tie Reagan to what he's trying to do? I hope I hope it was a, a lack of education or lack of understanding because it's one of those things if we're taking uh if we're taking a quote and manipulating it to say what we want it to say yeah then uh, unethical it's, it's not a quote at all right it's well, like if we take a piece of scripture and right. take it out of context right and use it in a sermon right there it's not correct unless it's in the proper t- context and, and again i just it reinforces the idea our words matter you know i should never come to direct line angry you know i should never climb into the pulpit in a state where i'm not well put together you know and i haven't prayed over it and i haven't sought the holy spirit's counsel because words matter and once they're out there you can't take them back you know this pastor that i won't name him again from tennessee that you (laughs) quoted earlier that wants to make gaza a parking lot and he wants to see the 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 rock of the dome you know eliminated um i wonder did he really think through what he was articulating did he really think through the ramifications and i think that's the thing that happens sometimes uh, and and just like we were talking about everything that's happened in israel it's easy for us to judge from over here it's right. easy for us to look down at tennessee and right. judge it's easy for us to look at the secretary but the the key is we hope that they recognize their error yeah and, and you know uh, and that's all it's about there's so much power in forgiveness when you just right. say man i messed up right and i am sorry yeah, no one is going to fight you on that typically, right. but it seems like the more powerful people get, the harder it is to say, I made a mistake. Right. Will, will you forgive me? You it's know, like I can't admit that I did something wrong, bro. I don't get that. No. I don't get it at all. Well, Hey, a lot of things I want to let you know, yeah. Terry, you are deeply invested in ministry at the prison. 
Absolutely. And you're going to be there this Sunday, this I Sunday, believe. Yeah. Is that right? Yep. Um, so there's something happening Saturday at Second Church that I'm so excited about. It's the prison pack. Okay. It's through Willow Creek, basically. Yeah. But every person that's incarcerated at Danville Correctional Center is going to get a gift this year. Awesome. And um, that's being put together this Saturday morning at 9 a.m. in Kids World. There's still room for you to come out and help and be a part of that. Why is ministry at the prison such a passion to you? Man, it's everything we've been talking about this morning. The the fact that e- each of these situations we've pointed out as questionable are going on. We've talked about the fact that the hope is that they'll understand and and ask for forgiveness, admit they were wrong, tran- be transformed by Jesus, and that's what we're hoping for at the at the Danville or at the Danville Correctional Center. Yeah, is the guys that are coming to chapel. We're seeing them say. Yeah. This is what I did. Yeah. They're they're not arguing, they're not right. fighting about it. They're saying right. this is what I did, but that's not who I want to be anymore. Yeah. And uh, and I'm talking about guys who have been in for for years or have a lot of years Decades left. Decades sometimes. Yeah. yeah. And uh and they're they're not going to probably see the the early release or things like that, but they're still saying I want to be different. I want to be yeah. who Jesus wants me to be. And when when I get to preach in there, that yeah. that's the message I'm sharing is yeah. Yeah. You're in this place at this time, and God yeah. wants to use you here. How's it, how are you going to let him do that? Well, you know, you let me preach la- the last this month, I guess, November, yeah. first Sunday in November. And, I mean, that room was full. I mean, it was oh, awesome yeah. to see so many people in there. And I had a message that I wasn't sure would resonate because it was really Scripture heavy. Uh-huh. It was a long chapter in oh, Acts. It was really and, long. You know, the end of 6 and the beginning of 8 as well as all of 7. Dude, you could hear a pin drop. Those mm-hmm. guys were just so engaged. And afterwards, I hear it every time keep bringing it. We want more, yeah. go longer. You know, it yeah. just, there is truly a hunger. So thank you for your work. And I want to say thank you to the generosity of second church with their Thanksgiving offering. We had our biggest special offering ever, and wow. it's going to allow the prison pack among other things to be a huge blessing. Awesome. Hey, we couldn't do second. Uh, we couldn't do direct line without some incredible sponsors. So I want to say thank you to our six wonderful sponsors, Don and Deanna Witzel from McDonald's and Chris and Dacia Robinson with Robinson chiropractic, Bill and Mary Lou Knight from Lakewood Insurance, the Darby family with Sunset Funeral Home, the team at Hans Tankwash, and Dean and Gina Crandall with Morgan Stanley. A couple other events I want to highlight. This Sunday afternoon at Second Church, we are sponsoring our next hymnology, but we're not calling it hymnology. We're calling it the Hymns of Christmas. 3 p.m. We're going to sing the Christmas carols, Christmas hymns, learn the stories uh, behind a couple of them. I'm going to share a short devotion. And at four o'clock, we're going to stop singing and stop talking and start drinking hot chocolate and start eating Christmas cookies. <laughs> and everyone can be home by dark if they want to. Yeah. So Steph's really found something with the him events, you know, and it's not for everybody. You know, I had a guy come up to me and say, you know, if I never hear another hymn the rest of my life, I'll be okay with that. I know there's some people that are there, but for a lot of people, uh, man, they just love it. They mm-hmm. just eat it up. I've loved and, being um, a part of those. Justin yeah. Silver is really yeah. the genius behind it. Justin and does just a great yeah. job. So this Sunday, 3 p.m., I'm introducing something brand new that I learned about through my Anglican son-in-law. Have you ever heard of Lessons and Carols? No. I'd never heard of it. No. I guess it's a big thing in a lot of the liturgical churches, but it is a service, and we're going to do it on a Tuesday morning during our Oasis time frame on December 12 at 10 a.m. All are welcome, but there's nine scriptural lessons that will be followed by a Christmas hymn, Christmas carol for each lesson that reinforces from sin in Genesis 3 
to Jesus in the Gospels, to Jesus is coming again. So uh, if you grew up in a liturgical church, you may have heard of Lessons and Carols. If you haven't, that's okay as well. But come on out 10 a.m. on Tuesday, December 12th for Lessons and Carols at Second Church. Christmas Eve this year is a little different oh, it's gonna be because it's different. on a Sunday. Talk about Crossroads Christmas so, Eve. At Crossroads, they're, uh, my son's on staff at Crossroads, for those of you that don't know, and he uh, he was telling me that they're doing uh, Christmas Eve on Sunday morning. Yep. yep. Uh, so because it's Sunday morning, they'll yep. meet for regular service, and uh, but it'll be their Christmas Eve celebration. Right. Right. So I'm really excited to be able to participate in with with him in that. I yeah. actually think I get to play in the band with there him. There you that go, Sunday buddy. Yeah. So. Yeah. And so, and I, I don't want to speak out of turn, but I think Miles announced a couple weeks ago is tonight the final Thursday evening service tonight at Crossroads? Is, is that right? Thir- yep. They're having a meal tonight to yeah. celebrate what they've yeah. done on Thursday nights. It's yeah. been uh, quite a while they've been doing them, but they're going to transition back to just focusing uh, their effort on Sunday morning and getting people involved in their groups. And yeah. It sounds like a good move on their part from what I can see. Yeah. And uh, I'm excited for their, their decision to, to move forward this way. Well, I was hoping to be there tonight, but I learned this week I've got an unscheduled, unplanned Board of Trustees meeting for Lincoln Christian University. So uh, I'll be doing that instead tonight. But uh, just I'm really thankful that Miles and Tegan, these guys have poured into Thursday nights. And, you know, I I think it's also sometimes the good thing to say, you know, we we gave it our best and a lot of good happened. But we feel like God's moving us in a new direction. There's times, there's seasons of ministry, too. And I think that's what this was. Yeah. It it was needed and it was effective and it impacted people. Absolutely. But it's kind of met that point where it's time to transition and focus on something else. Yes, absolutely. Hey, I watched a movie with my wife and daughter over the weekend, and I loved it so much I want to recommend it to the direct line audience. It's simply called I Heard the Bells. And it's the story of Henry Longfellow, America's greatest poet during the time of the Civil War. It's a story of tragedy and heartbreak, but also of hope and healing. Was and this a Hallmark movie? It was not a Hallmark movie. Oh, that's good. Although it does have some Hallmark feel to it. <laughs> but um, Longfellow ended up writing one of my favorite Christmas carols, Christmas hymns. I heard the bells on Christmas Day, and it tells the story behind it. So cool. you'll have to pay a little bit. I think I had to pay five ninety nine to get it, really? but it was money well spent. You can find it on Amazon Prime. So I heard the bells. Highly, highly recommend. And, dude, we're out of time. We're into our last 30 seconds. I try to do a good news segment. And, obviously, the best news of all is that we're entering into the season of anticipation. We know as Advent this Mm -hmm. week, I'm going to be sharing about hope from the book of Isaiah. But um, my heart also is full of good news because of the blessing of a grandchild. My main man, Janner, has changed my life. I got to spend a week with him. And it was sad to leave him yesterday. But just praise God for new birth, new life. And the greatest of all is Jesus. So, Terry, thanks, my brother. Thank you very much. On behalf of Terry, it's Greg and Garrett, the sound guy, newly engaged, saying thanks for listening to Direct Line. We'll see you next week.